All right, so we left off yesterday with this idea that perhaps this is why I was created. That a person can't look at his life and say to himself that how come I'm still getting the same challenges that I had uh, you know, a year ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever. And think to himself, you know, try to make an analysis. What? We're about to be on 68. And think to himself that, that, you know, obviously it seems like I have not really improved at all. I have not really developed. Because he's looking at the wrong ruler. That the ruler that he has to look at is a ruler that says, is he accomplishing right now? Now, what connotes accomplishment? Accomplishment is that he is able to bend himself. And then it goes on to say that there are shnei nachas ruach. There's two different types of pleasure that we can give Hashem. There's the nachas ruach, like we explained in terms of food, that is very sweet, which is the avodah b'tzadik. And then there is the nachas ruach, that is compared to something that is spicy. That in order to make, for example, our Chinese food spicy, we have to marinate it, we have to work on it. And you can't say that one is, so to speak, better than the other. Also, you cannot say that one is a road to get to the other. In other words, if you remember back to one of the first classes that we had uh, in this chapter, we said that this is not a ladder. It's not like, okay, first I'm a Rasha, and then I'm a Benini, and then if I work really hard, I become a Tzaddik. It's not, that's punk the opposite of what we're talking about here. The whole Tanya is based on this idea, that there are two roads, two completely different roads. There's the road of the Tzaddik, which is the, uh, the sweet cake, the chocolate, whatever. And then you have the road of the Bainini. The road of the Bainini is the idea of the marinated, spicy Chinese food. The Chinese food never becomes a sweet chocolate cake. And it's not meant to be. Because the, the person wants to eat the Chinese food, and he wants to eat the chocolate cake. It's not that he wants one and not the other. He wants both. And so that's what he's saying here. That's what the Rebbe is saying here, that that's our avoda. Our avoda is the avoda of the Bainini. Let's start again from the top of page 68. This is what the, the Pasuk is saying. Make for me these delicious foods, and foods in plural. Like I love. That foods is in a lotion of Rabim. Two different types of Nachas Ruach. This is the words of the Shekhinah of Hashem to her children, Klalas Yisrael, like it's explained in the Tikkun Zayar. V'kamosh v'bitamim gashmim. Just like when you have tasty foods, physical tasty foods, derech mashal. Yesh madanim. There are two completely different types. Echad memachalim arevim mesukim. There are one type that is coming from a very sweet tasting, a, a, a delicious food that's naturally delicious. 
right? When you eat a chocolate cake, it's naturally delicious. When you put sugar into your, uh, you know, into your tea or whatever it is, it's naturally, del- it's so sweet, it's so delicious, right? That's something, that's one style. The Hasheni, the second style, Medvarim Harifim. Second style is something that's spicy. Or Chamutzim, or something that's sour, like a sour pickle. Rak She'em Metuvlim, Mesukanim, Hetiv. There's something that are spiced up and they're fixed up very well. Until they become a delicious food to, so to speak, Now it's interesting, he brings this words here. What does that mean? Literally means to return the soul. But how can we use it? We could use it that when a person is uh, fainting, right, what do you do? You put those smelling salts in front of his nose, right, and all of a sudden he wakes up, right? It's a strong smell. It's something that's bitter. Like, in other words, when a person is eating, oh, Right, he likes those, um, you know, like uh, 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 chips, right? What are they called? Uh, you know, uh, like Doritos or whatever it's called. What am I looking about? Corn chips or tort- tortillos, or whatever. And they put them in, right, uh, like a salsa. He wants it to be really spicy with a lot of jalapeno pepper. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but nevertheless, he, he's drawn to it. Why is he drawn to that spicy taste to the point that his mouth is like burnt? Oh, my mouth is burning. I need some water. Ah. If you think about it, it makes no sense. Why is he so drawn to such a spicy food that, you know, his mouth is literally on fire? Right? And they have all these contests. Oh, who could eat the big, you know, the most spicy, uh, you know, this, buffalo wings or whatever it is, right? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. What, I mean, it's something that is so uncomfortable, yet he's so drawn to it. Right? It's, it's like he says here, that it's like, it causes his soul to just return, to like... Ah, brings him back in if he's out there in space. So we see from this whole idea, right, that we see that it's not, it's not about becoming something that I'm not. It's about realizing what I am, how Hashem made me, and becoming the best me that I could be. Which means, which means that that. I recognize that I am going to be constantly under pressure from my animal soul to be doing the wrong thing, to be thinking the wrong thought, to be filled with these negative feelings, and it's up to me to be able to change it. And when I change it, I'm not just changing myself, but like we said earlier, I'm changing all of existence. But Hashem put, he, Hashem put me in the world to do this. Hashem made me this way. Hashem made me this way that this is my avoda. This is my service to God. And it's not like all of a sudden one day, okay, I'm like in nirvana, you know, and I'm like, you know, floating above the sky, you know, above the ground or whatever. That's not the goal, right? That's not the goal. The goal is every moment to be able to take advantage of, of breaking through, breaking through that thought breaking through that, that, that taiva, that desire that I have for something that I really shouldn't be having. By breaking through, you know, the idea of the Nefesh of Bahamis coming along and saying, oh, he did this to me, or he did that to me, or, oh, he, I deserve, I deserve this, and I deserve that. It's like breaking through that Nefesh of Bahamis that is constantly going to be, bomb, you know, bombarding me with 
all these egotistical ideas that are, so to speak, self, you know, it's almost like they're, they're, they're these kamikaze ideas that are constantly causing me to, to fight with myself. Right? In other words, I'm constantly fighting with my, with my friend and with my wife and with my kids and with my mother and with my father and with my this and my that. In other words, I'm, that's the Nefesh Bahamias. The Nefesh Bahamias is a kamikaze that wants me to just burn, right? Crash and burn all day long. All to build my ego. How could he have done this to me? How could he, she have done that to me? Why did she do that? What? That's what it is. And I have to be the one to, to like, so to speak, shine the light over here and show him that this is, this is ridiculous. I'm not going on this pathway. But it's not that it's going to all of a sudden disappear. Like, okay, well, you know, if I do this for, you know, 10 weeks, right? You know, you have like those programs on the internet. Oh, the eight-week course. Once you're on the eight-week course, then like you've turned the corner. It's not going to be that way. That's not the goal. So recognizing that that's not the goal is, is, is so important. Once I recognize that, and I recognize what the goal of the Nefesh Bahamis is, so I'm like, in a, I'm in a different space. I'm a different player because I know what game I'm playing. And to recognize that the goal really is to give Hashem Nachas, change myself, change the world, and constantly be doing it over and over and over and over again. That's what he's saying here. Everything that Hashem does is for his own sake. And even the Russia for the day of his evil. Perush, what does it mean? The idea is that that a person has to recognize that he is going to be that he is going to be troubled, that he is going to be pained, that he's going to be challenged by these negative feelings. Recognizing that. Hashem made him this way. What does it mean, Hashem made, Hashem made him this way, that he is going to have this negative thought come in, that he's going to want to say this negative word to the other person. He's going to have this taiva or this pleasure for everything, right? That's what he's going to be doing. Yet, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to go away from this evil and instead make the evil, right, into yom and or, right? That's the idea. Make it into daytime. Shine the light on it. So how is he supposed to shine the light on it? So the first thing, he, the way he shines the light on it is he recognizes what's happening. Most of the time in our life, we're, we don't even recognize what, what's happening. It's just like we're on automatic pilot and we're just like going through this roller coaster of all different thoughts coming through our head and all different desires coming through me. And I'm like just being swung from place to place all day long. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know, like at the end of the day, you're just exhausted, right? Because you've had all these emotions and all these thoughts and all these, and you're just like wiped out completely because you've literally, I've literally, I don't have to speak in the, in the second person, literally been through a roller coaster of life. Because my nephew Bahamias is really, it's, it's just fighting me all day long. Constantly wanting me to feel negative, constantly wanting me to be upset with this person and that person, and how could he have not done this? And why didn't my kid, you know, clean up his room? And why didn't uh, my roommate, uh, you know, make his bed? And why did he leave the negel And why did he do this? And why did that? Uh, all correct things, 
but he's throwing me around like a meshugana. And I want to, I want to, I have to have this food and I have to have that food and I want to, and how come he has, uh, you know, a Mercedes Benz and I don't have a Mercedes Benz and why doesn't, uh, like all this, all this energy that's flying at my head all day long. So the idea of what he's saying here, a beautiful vart that, that the Rebbe says here, is that recognize who's talking in my head and shine light on it. Recognize, how do you shine light on it? Recognize what it is. Where is it coming from? Who's talking? Why is it saying this to me? Why am I doing this? And then it says, right, he goes even further and he says, Right, and when he's going to do this, all of a sudden it's like bending it. It's like bending it. I don't need a Mercedes Benz. I have a Toyota. What's wrong with it? It doesn't drive. I don't have to be, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. That's not my job in life, right? I don't need that. You know. So what that this guy, right, you know, in yeshiva, a lot of times people are on this, so to speak, upward track. They always feel like they have to be somewhere where they're not. They have to be in the next class. The truth is not just yeshiva, it's in life also. They have to be somewhere where they're not. So in yeshiva, it's not as much now as it used to be. Like the goal, the, 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 it was a race. Who's going to get to the top class first? Who could get there first? Who's going to, oh, I need to get there. I, 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 you know, and, and all of a sudden they're like, they're, okay, I made it there. Of course, they don't have any, any background for it, but whatever. They got to the, so much of, of, of what we deal with in life is like this nefesh of Ahamish, which is just pushing us, pushing us, pushing us, pushing us, pushing us, constantly to be somewhere where I'm not, to be someone that I'm not, right? Be who you are. Not a tzaddik. I'm going to get all these thoughts popping in my head all day long, and I'm going to hold the candle to that thought. And I'm going to shine the light onto it and recognize this is where this thought is coming from. This is where this desire is coming from. This is where this taiva is coming from. When I shine the light on it, all of a sudden, I recognize it for what it is. You know, when you're, when you're, a, um, when you're a child, right, you look, you know, when you're going to sleep at night, you see all these, you know, Shadows, you know, coming through and through the window and the light, and everything is like a monster, right? And when you turn on the lights, all of a sudden, everything is, all the monsters are gone. So we, as you know, a twenty-five-year-old guy, or a forty-year-old guy, or a sixty-year-old guy, or an eighty-year-old guy, our monsters are a little bit different than when we were five years old. But we also have monsters. Those monsters are: why doesn't he like me? Why doesn't he? Why didn't he do this for me? Why isn't he listening to me? Why doesn't he respect me? Why don't I have? Why is he doing this to me? Why is God doing that to me? Right? Why? 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 It's the same monster. So in each place, my job is to turn on the light. Turn on the light. Recognize it for what it is. Recognize that this is my animal soul trying to make me crazy, trying to make me depressed, right? That's what it is. When I recognize that, that's like turning on the light switch. It's like recognizing it for what it is, right? My nefesh Bahamis wants me to get into a fight with my chavrusa because did you see the way he handled that situation? Did you see? Turn on the light. 
my nephew's Bahami is talking. Is it really that way? Is it really necessary to argue with him? Does it really matter? Right? And we see this all day long. Or let's talk about it from the point of view of a taiva. A person's desire in some, with something. He needs, to, uh, he needs to smoke a cigarette. Is it really true that the cigarette is really going to be making him a happier person? A better person? Right? Is it really going to... Now, obviously, with, a, with an addiction, it's a little bit harder, and, 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 and you know, we have to you know, do other, use other uh, things to try to help us. But so many things in our life, right? In other words, I'm about to, you know, for us, another addiction is like, for example, looking on the telephone every two minutes. Did I get, an, did I get another text? What's on my WhatsApp? Oh, what's on my status? What's on this status? Oh, what do I have to... Take it easy. Turn on the lights. Who's pushing me to do this? Can I sit still for Gemara Seder and just read the Gemara? As opposed to every two seconds looking at my telephone. Who, who texted me in the meantime? <gasps> no one texted me? What is going on with my life? Do you see, you see where we're coming from here? This is the idea. And the, the amazing thing that the Alter Rebbe is saying with this whole concept is, it's not just changing me. It's not just affecting me. It's affecting all of existence. Chad is skafia, like he says. Sitra acher, when you bend the sitra acher, istalek kuchabrihu, right? Istalek, it goes up. Yikara, the, the glory of kuchabrihu, right? Of Hashem everywhere. That's incredible. That's an awesome idea, right? You want to change what's going on in the world? Start by changing myself. That's how to do it. And the Alter Rebbe is saying here, it, it is going to impact the whole story. And then he says like this, he goes even further. It's not just talking about staying away from things that are forbidden and that I shouldn't be involved in. He's saying even in the area of things that are mutter, even in the area of things that are permissible, right? Every time that a person is going to sacrifice his Yetzirah, even for a short moment, and he has in mind to bend his Yetzirah, on the left side of his heart, Kagon, for example, Shachafitz Lecho, Miacher Sudaso, Ad Lacher, Shao, Apachos, Baoisik Betur, Baoisa Shah. An amazing idea. He says like this even something that's completely permissible. So the example that he gives is eating. Let's say, right, you have, right, that you have this, such a desire that you have to eat something right now. Recognizing where is the desire. Anything that is so heated like this, you have to recognize, I have to recognize, that the desire is coming from my nephew Bahamis. That's where it's coming from. So if I, for that two minutes, I hold myself back, and instead of running, you know, to dive into, you know, running downstairs to the cafeteria to eat some, stop for a second, spend a minute learning. Spend two minutes learning, even, Right? That is bending the whole story. It's changing everything. I remember 
uh, one of my rabbis used to say that when you have a plate filled of food and you're about to eat, so put down the fork. Now pick it up. In other words, don't allow the nefesh of Bahamias to dictate your life. Don't allow it to control you in every single instant of the day. That's what we're talking about here. There's a famous story that everyone knows with Rabbi Shmuel Munkus. That Rabbi Shmuel Munkus, right, one of the great Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe, when he was younger, right, he used to serve by the, by the Febrengans. I mean, at that time, you had still Hasidim that were alive from the times of the Baal Shem Tov, the Magid. I mean, you had these great holy people that were sitting around. And for whatever reason, at that time, one of the most uh, popular foods was, was the lung of whatever animal, whatever it was. And one time he brought in, he brought in the lung right, that was about to be for the Febrengen. And at first what happened was he all of a sudden started dancing with it. He started dancing with this lung. And everyone thought it was very funny and it was cute and whatever. But then after a while, <clears throat> they started to get annoyed. You know, like, bring, <laughs> bring it to the table. Let's go. You know, we want to you know, eat it. And he kept on dancing with it. And after that, they, they started chasing. They're like, come on, let's, you know, come on, let's do it. Come on, guys. And he took the lung and he threw it in the garbage. And they were like, that's such a waste. Like, you just wasted all that good food and you're like they got so upset with him they put him on the table and they gave him a patch or two and got off the table that was it finally that was the event that happened a little bit later on in the evening the the uh, the person the butcher came running in and started screaming you didn't don't eat the lung don't eat the lung it's trafe it's not kosher so now they're like whoa what is this he has Ruach HaKadosh or something. He has the Holy Spirit that he's able to tell between kosher and not kosher. You know, you can't look at the lung and tell whether it's kosher or not kosher. How did he know to throw it out? And especially if you think about it, all those very holy Hasidim that were at the table that were much older than him. And they were Hasidim, you know, of, of the Baal Shem Tov, the Magid, the great, you know, great, great Hasidim. They didn't pick up on it. So what, they asked him, like, what, what exactly happened here? So he said, from the times that he was by the Alter Rebbe, from the beginning, when he first had his first meeting, he took upon himself, to, whatever he wanted, he's not going to do. Whatever he wants, he's not going to do. Hold himself back. Since that time, he, what, he didn't say this, but what happened was that he became so sensitive that he recognized in himself that he had this unbelievable desire to eat this meat. And he saw, that's very weird. Why do I have such a strong desire to eat this meat? And then he saw that all the Hasidim had this unbelievable desire to eat this meat. And he realized that type of desire for, you know, for an hors d'oeuvre is not coming from my nefesh of the keys. There's only one place that it could be coming from, my nefesh of Bahamis. It's impossible. But he smelled out. He was sensitive enough to recognize. He smelled spiritually what was going on. And because of that, 
he was able to tune into it, that he was able to tune into himself and he was able to recognize this must not be kosher. So this is the idea, the idea of becoming more sensitive spiritually and being able to recognize more and more in oneself who is talking, whose agenda is right now playing. Is it the godly soul or is it the animal soul that is directing me? So this, when a person, when a person, like he says here, when a person is able to control himself for a minute, a second, some period of time that he's able to control himself, that he's able to hold himself back from just expressing his natural desires, so not only is he changing himself, but he's impacting all of existence because he's bending the whole story. So that's what the Alter Rebbe is. That's what the Alter Rebbe is bringing out here, and that's what he means when he says, right? Like for example, that he wants to eat, right? And he's able to push off his suda. For even for an hour, even less. And what does he do with that time? He uses it for something else. And he sits and learns for that period of time, whatever it happens to be. So that is an awesome example of lifting 500 pounds, bench pressing 500 pounds. That bench pressing of the 500 pounds is going to make his muscles stronger, but here what he's saying is that it's not only going to change him, it's going to change everything and everyone. And that's the idea. Good? Clear? All right, let's stop here. Please do Chazara. We'll continue Amir Tzai Shem tomorrow.